It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome into another episode of the Take Talk Podcast, live from Mobile, Alabama, at the Senior Bowl. It's Senior Bowl week. I am with Christopher Wecht who traveled down here with the Fantasy Points team. We just got back from practice literally minutes ago, and we've got some takes for you. Things changed as we predicted they would. The QBs in general looked much better today. Yeah, and this is pretty much what you expect. Um, Yeah, they get more time practicing with guys. They get more time to – you know, just learn the the systems that they're going to be playing in and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah the guys, they, it's not a shock to see them all look generally better than day one. Yeah, and even even the guys that were still bad, like I, I didn't think Dugan looked much better today than he did yesterday. No, but no, he was definitely better today than he was yesterday. Yes. Um, my only real complaint with him was just everything was coming out of his hand late. Yeah, he wasn't really getting through his progressions. And then he, Chris made a funny note of this because, you know, the word on the street is he's not really a practice player. And I think his skill set agrees with that. You know, not the most accurate guy. You know, he, he's a good runner, but that's mostly because of grit and toughness, not because of athleticism. So, like, you need the closest thing to a game environment possible for him to look good. And as we started getting those looks, he did start to look better. Yep. Um, when you got into 11s, 11, yep. when there was a real pass rush coming, he did start to perform better. He got the ball out quicker, was making, you know, better reads, stuff like that. So um, I went neutral for Dugan to or Duggan. We're going with Duggan officially. <laughs> went neutral Duggan today, but he still was it was a mixed bag. The guy I really want to talk about though is Jake Hayner from Fresno State. Um, we were disappointed with what we saw yesterday because we had literally just watched film on him before we went to practice. We were pretty juiced about seeing him. And he just kind of let us down. A lot of sloppy mistakes. But, man, he was on freaking fire today. Yeah, he's the best QB here. And it's probably not really close. No, it's not close yeah, at he, all. Which is, which is crazy for, you know, a small school guy. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not talking – this guy is not going to be a starter for some NFL team this year or anything like that. But guy that is, is definitely improving his draft stock here far and away more yeah. than anybody else. I'm comfortable saying he's probably a day two pick on my board. He's going to score that way for me. Uh, his arm talent, I mean, he's a small guy. He can freaking sling it for a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. And that was evident today. He made, I mean, probably four or five downfield throws in a row that were just on the money, absolute dimes. And he started feeling himself a little bit, started getting out of the pocket, doing looks some things he likes to run, do. Yeah. yeah. Looks really good on the run. He can throw, you know, running both ways, running against the grain or with the grain. They started designing some rollouts for him, which, you know, really, really helped him. And my favorite thing to do in these environments, too, is because QB is such a – it's one of the only positions in the league where it's it's so much more than talent. It's your mental makeup, your leadership skills. And leadership is such a big part of playing the QB position. So I like to watch those guys and the way they interact with their teammates. And Hayner was kind of taking control today. Yep. Like he was pumping up his teammates. He was basically taking control of the offense kind of running practice for, for that squad. So huge up for me, just all across the board, talent, leadership, all that stuff. I, I was getting giddy watching him up there. 
Um, what did you think of Clayton Tune? I, I was pretty not impressed, but Tune was a guy I was probably most excited about to see here. I, this guy threw for almost 500 passing attempts in college. You would think he's got plenty of reps under him, and but he, man, his accuracy is a huge issue, and I, I honestly can't believe it. I mean, he's, I mean, he even has one of his receivers here, Nathaniel Dell. Like, it's not like there's there should be that many yeah. issues that they're having. They're on the same team. They're work- and he just he just can't seem to hit guys over and over and over again. It's really disappointing. I mean, I was I was excited to see him. Like he, he was in a high pass volume offense. He's he's used to the pressure, and just it's not translating to these practices. Um, I, I think he might be struggling with some of the thing, same things Jaron Hall is, where they come from really QB friendly systems. Sure. Um, some more spread air raid type stuff where they're they're just giving the quarterback a lot more clean windows and they're trying to now implement what they do into a more pro style offense. Um, like you can tell Jaron Hall is very uncomfortable with everything happening yes. on the field. I, I think he has talent, but he did disappoint me again for the second day in a row. And I, so I think tune is basically going through the same thing. The only other real surprise today was, was Tyson. How are we saying his name? Bagent, I think. Bagent. Bagent? Yes, I think. Tyson Bagent from Shepard, very small school. The dude has a, a rocket ship arm. Like he I could tell yesterday everything he throws is a fastball. And sure enough, when you looked at the, the GPS data today, he led in rotations, you know, ball rotations on every throw. He led in uh hardest throw of the day, average throw, velocity. He was number one on all those, and it, it you can tell the ball just jumps off his hand. But he looked pretty comfortable today for a guy coming from such a small school environment. Yeah, if you did, if you took the logos off the helmets for me, right. I would I would think all of these guys basically played at the same level in college, which is obviously not the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked more like the Power Five guy than say Max Duggan did. Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, pretty polished in some ways for for a guy coming from such a small school. So um, I have no idea what that means as far as like his outlook. Maybe he gets drafted now. Yeah, maybe. Um, and Malik Cunningham practiced for the first time today. Yeah. Um, kind of like the other QBs, the first day for the QBs is always kind of iffy. There was nothing amazing. There was nothing terrible. Yeah. So he had a couple nice seam balls actually, which I was I was impressed with. Um, other than that, pretty uneventful day for him. So um, let's talk about since we did quarterbacks. Let's talk about pass catchers. Wide receivers. I had a lot of guys stock up and not many stock down. Yeah. Um, nobody, nobody, yeah, not many guys were actively hurting themselves today, it seemed like, at all. Yeah. Uh, Nathaniel Dell, let's talk about him straight away. Like, you know, we did stock down on him yesterday strictly because of he's, his measurements. He's making it hard. Yeah. <laughs> so just for clarity on that, if you did read the article, strictly because of measurements, we did stock down. He looked great in practice yesterday, though. Guy can ball, though. And he looks great in today. Or he looked great today. I can't – this is a this is really hard for me because I fell in love with Calvin Austin last year. Um, you've seen this trend of, like, every year there's a guy who's ridiculously yeah. small, get drafted high. Rondell Moore, yeah. Wondell Robinson. It's like he fought, he's right in there with those guys yeah. as far as size goes. So, like – Nothing should stop him from having that kind of draft capital. Yeah, he's a he's a lock day two, and now it's more. Does he go day round two or three? Yeah, I think. Um, and I think the only the best thing we could say at this point is just he's got he's going to be a guy you're going to have to keep your expectations in check with. If you're in your dynasty rookie drafts and yeah. he's going in the back of the first round, 
yeah, for might, fantasy specifically. For right? fantasy yeah. specifically, yeah. yeah. You might have to be a little hesitant and say, you know, like really what can this guy do? He can be a good NFL player without being a good yeah. uh, fantasy wide receiver. For NFL purposes and team building purposes, I'm all on board with Nathaniel Dell. If I'm looking at it from like, what do I do with my dynasty picks? I don't know that he's ever going to have – he might have a season somewhere in the career where he yeah, kind of pops off a little bit. you have your expectation. Yeah. You're not going to be drafting a – I'm trying to think of some guy, late-round wide receiver, George Pickens, for yeah. example, last year. Like George Pickens could be a legit fantasy wide receiver one one day. Yeah, Dell Alec is, Pierce is another. Yeah, Alec Pierce. Dell is just probably not going to be that the same way Wandale and Rondale – more are going to have issues yep. with their careers. Um, you know, all guys are still young and all still have, you know, some upside to them, but. Yeah. The, I wrote up in the article yesterday, the only recent real success story so far, cause I wouldn't call Rondell or Wandell successful yet. Yet. Yeah. But the only real recent success stories for a guy that size in the NFL, Caleb Raymond, Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. There and was one other one we came up with. Um, two, two. Two two at that well. He's also young. But it's like so. I mean, the you get the you get the picture. Yeah, you get the picture exactly. That's none of these guys are leading their team in receiving or receptions or really any. They're not leading their team in anything. They have roles on their team and they do they can do them well and that's that's their job. Yep. Um, After a pretty uneventful day, I thought Trey Palmer looked good today. You saw that burst and explosiveness. Yeah, he can separate. He, he yeah, he might be one of the best separators here, mm-hmm. and, and ha- with also having decent size, he's not he's not super small and super quick like a guy like Dell. He um he's got he's a little bit bigger, a little bit taller. Yeah. So the way he can separate at his height weight is is very nice to see. Yep. Uh, Puka Nakua unfortunately didn't practice today. He was yeah, a little we, banged up. Yeah, we didn't see an exact reason. Yeah, uh, just, I don't know if we'll get him back tomorrow. He's still here, yes. which is a good sign. Sometimes when guys get hurt, they just leave. Yes. Um, so he's still here, which so maybe he, he throws the pads back on tomorrow. Uh, Rasheed Rice, I thought he had a really, really good day, but I didn't go stock up for one reason, and I wanted to talk to you about this, but I'm starting to see some issues with his play strength. Um, I gave you the one example on that hitch route. He runs a hitch. The the release was phenomenal. Great footwork, just like you're accustomed to seeing with him. But he lets his chest plate – he's a smaller guy as is. He's only 200 pounds. Completely exposes his chest, pa- chest plate on his break and gets just mucked up by the corner, which throws the whole timing of the playoff. And it's like – I had this issue with Romeo Dubs last year. It's like when Dubs didn't hit that clean release, he just got worked at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of starting to see that where it's like, man, it, he really has to get that clean release or there's going to be a problem for right now. It doesn't mean he won't develop in the future, but for right now. So I think expectations on him slightly tempered. Um, yeah, I don't think this is a guy that's going to like magically slide into the first round. No, no, no. I think yeah. he's going to be a, probably a second or early third round yeah. pick. And he will should be a productive player one day, but he's not. I, John Hansen said it perfectly. There's not a special receiver this year. No, there's no Christian Watson. It's just a lot of guys that have a chance to be yeah. pretty darn good, but yeah. no special players. As of right now, yeah. obviously guys develop. The one guy who might have the best shot at being special is Jaden Reed. Wow, I didn't actually wasn't the name I thought you were going to say. Really? I thought you were going to say Michael Wilson. Oh, Stanford. we'll get to him in a second. But but Reed is also a very good – works in that, I think, too. Jaden Reed is ticking all the boxes. Good size. He can do it all. Ridiculous speed. 
you see in the technique and, and the refined ability. Um, MSU used him as like a deep threat only for the most part. Yeah. And, and you're seeing he's a lot more than that. He's also has experience returning punts. Some NFL team is going to love this guy. Yeah. He's probably going, he's going on day two at some point for sure. I think Yeah, assuming I, combine testing and all that still has to happen and will be very important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he is uh, so far. He's the fastest player yes, at senior bowl. Yes, he has been. The he fastest. hit over 20 miles an hour yesterday at practice. We'll interested to see what, you know, the results of today are, but that, you know, the the time, I think he ran just under 21 miles an hour. That usually translates to, you know, somewhere like high four threes, which is, is about what I see on tape. So that's legit. He, he's super legit, though. Uh, I've been very impressed. He'll definitely end the, the week higher in my rankings than he came into the week. So uh, let's talk about two guys from Stanford. One of them I went stock down. One of them I went stock up. Elijah Higgins is that big, super big framed, like fringe tight end kind of big slot guy for the second day in a row. He is kind of tripping over himself. He's a little clumsy in and out of his breaks. He looks a little too big for the role. Yes. He can't quite move like the other guys can, which I didn't see too much of an issue with on the tape. So I don't know why it's becoming so evident here. It's this is the more, this is concerning because it's when guys are getting physical with it. Right. And the whole point of being big is to be able to play through the contact and get physical. And that's when, you know, he's getting he's having some major footwork issues tripping he, I mean he tripped on his own feet like twice today yeah. which when he gets the ball in his hands and you know you know secures yeah. it and everything then he moves I think totally fine yeah it's it's getting out of his breaks and whatnot and when when he's got contact in particular he's not winning him like I thought he would exactly yep and then on the flip side of that his counterpart Michael Wilson who we gloated about yesterday I mean yes. the dude Looks awesome, and I don't know where this is coming from, but he's a complete package. He's he's big, he's strong, he's physical, he's fast, he's quick. Yeah, he looks really refined, technically speaking. If we um, if we don't get another practice from Puka Nakua, he I think there's a good chance he'll be my favorite wide receiver leaving here. Yeah, just just he's yeah he's and, doing it all. And coaches are going to love him for a couple reasons. Through three notes I had today, well yesterday and today. First one, we mentioned it yesterday, but when we rolled up at practice yesterday, we were there 30 minutes early. Wilson was out on the field, only receiver out there working by himself, doing agility drills and footwork drills and technique drills by himself. Just no one around. There's no coaches out there watching him. I'm sure they heard about it, though. Um, it, it it speaks to his work ethic, and you see it pop. You know, you see that he's getting better. Two, today uh, – in, in the 11-11, he, he had a couple of catches on scramble drills. So he's doing the small, intangible type things well. And to add to that, the third point is, in the, the run blocking drills, he was freaking baptizing people. Yes. I mean, he was getting after it, just absolutely driving guys back. Um, love to see that. He's a guy that clearly understands this is his, his job yeah. interview and is just doing every little thing he can, which time and again from all the – from any draft analyst or whatever, they'll tell you the biggest thing that these guys can do and stuff for, with these kinds of events yeah. is just do all the little things. Yep. NFL coaches love it, and he's 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 doing it all. Like he's especially for a guy like him who's presumably buried in this draft class. Right. Right. Yeah. As of right now, like this is a chance for him to really shine and climb that ladder a little bit. Um, so majorly impressed with him. 
Like, I'm so impressed with them, I'm actually confused on what to do because what we're seeing isn't really matching the tape. And you don't want to go overboard <laughs> with how you change expectations for a guy. Yeah, he probably had the catch of the day and the following it back at the back of the end line in the yep. end zone. Uh, just guy draped all over him, caught it two feet in bounds. It was, it was great. Yep. Stud. All right, let's get the tight ends out of the way. Not a lot changed from yesterday. I was impressed with the same dudes I was impressed with. Um, and I was disappointed with the same dudes I was disappointed with. So really not a lot changed. Musgrave just looks like a beast to me. His fluidness for a guy his size, we, we noted it yesterday, but it's worth noting again today. And it, where it really popped today was him tracking deep balls. Yeah, he had a great catch near the sideline. Yeah, over the shoulder. Yeah. Just looked really comfortable doing it. And you don't see that with tight ends that are that big. He's 265 pounds. I mean, it, it just looks like it fits. So – I was impressed with him. Will Mallory, um, you hit, see the athleticism. Yeah, you see it. He had one bad drop today Yeah, um, on a hitch route that there was no reason. It hit him right in the hands. Everything, the defender wasn't right on top of him. Other than that, though, he just continues to move very fluidly for a, a, you know, a bigger guy. Yep. Um, yeah, just continues to probably look like this, the second best tight end here after Musgrave. And no reason to think otherwise at this point. Yep. Um, the other one I wanted to note was Willis. Um, he's listed at, as a fullback here, but he's playing all tight end. And he looks fast, looks athletic. Yeah, he's definitely um, a, he definitely can play tight end. Yeah, definitely can play tight end. It'd be interesting to see if that utility kind of – if that does him well in the draft – or if that hurts him because he hasn't really played true tight end, like a ton of reps of that. So, but maybe some, some old school team that still carries a fullback might look at this like, Hey, I can knock off two roster spots with one guy, right? My backup tight end for now, plus fullback and then kind of develop them into something more maybe. Right. Um, but he looks good. looks like a, a, he could be a weapon in the past game for somebody. So Oklahoma's done that too, with their guys over the years. Calcaterra kind of played that weird, awkward fullback role. The dude that got drafted last year too. What was his name? Um, he was here at the Senior Bowl as a fullback. Hendershot? No. No, that he went to Iowa. Yeah. Um, um, I can't remember his name, but anyways. Uh, Andrews also played, you know, some weird alignments when he was at Oklahoma. Yeah. Mark Andrews. So, it's not that uncommon for these Oklahoma guys to do lots of things. Um, do you have any other notes on the tight ends? Davis Allen looked good again. He had a nice catch over the middle. Uh, we had to go up for it. came down. Um, but yeah, that, everything else was status quo with the tight ends. Do you see but, any Jake Ferguson with Davis Allen? He's a little bigger though. Ferguson's not as big as him, is he? I think they're roughly the same, like two forty ish. Maybe I don't. Remember the way they move, like I just remember, I was having flashbacks watching Allen today, like because Ferguson was here a year ago, and I was yeah. like, this guy just reminds me of Ferguson. Just really fluid in space. Not like a freak athlete, not but, flashy. but yeah, not a freak athlete, but athletic enough to be right. a problem. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I was getting glimpses of Ferguson watching him today. Um, um, all right. Running backs. The bad news of the day was Roshan Johnson is out for the week. He broke his hand yesterday at the beginning of practice and <laughs> played right through. Yeah. Stuck it out, finished the practice, but he's, he's shutting it down. Unfortunately, he'll be fine for draft time. And yeah. Everything. No, nothing major. I think I heard six week recovery, mm-hmm. six week recovery, but he can still do most of the drills at the combine. So, which is yeah. most important for him. Right. 
<coughs> um, who most impressed you today at running back? Uh, probably Tajay Spears. Yeah. He, he was my second favorite guy after Roshan coming into this. And now I think he has a good chance just to kind of run away with that lead dog running back from the senior bowl. Uh, he's yeah, he, he, he is tough to get hands on once he's in space. He, he's quick. He's elusive. Um, he, he, he looks a decent size. He's not, we're hoping that, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what his upside can be. Um, playing at 204 if he actually stays at that way once he gets to the nfl level uh it's just it's not the best size for a three down back or anything but he is he's the most explosive of the bunch chase brown's probably very close though um but spears i I would say brown has a beat with long speed spears though his suddenness is ridiculous brown would beat him in a 40 yard dash yeah but, but spears can make those one or two extra cuts that brown doesn't really seem to have in his arsenal at the moment yep um so yeah spears is probably my favorite he pass protection is going to be something that he's going to have to work on he he had a he had one really bad rep where he basically just got run over it looked it looked i'm not kidding identical to the zeke play from the cowboys last thing where he just gets run over yeah completely pancake yeah just like back and butt on the ground yeah Yeah. but quarterback sacked he came back and had a couple more decent reps uh at least for a back of his size yeah. anyway. To be fair too, they were the way they did pass for today was not traditional running back alignments. Right. They were basically setting it up like they were flexed out into yeah. like a wing position or a yeah. tight end position and they were chipping. Almost like a foot apart from the defender, which is not normally yeah. how a running back So it was legit almost like a true pass pro drill, yes. like an offensive lineman would take. Yes. But you're asking a running back to do it. Now, you don't expect a guy to get cremated, but no. I mean yeah. You know, it is a tough – you're putting those guys in a tough position. Yes. Um, and not many of them did well, yeah. to be fair. So, like Eric Gray got murdered in Passport. Yeah, he was not – he had a bad, and, bad day after a strong day yesterday. Yeah, yeah, loved what I saw yesterday and today. Like yesterday we were talking about how this oh, this might be the thir- the three down, yeah. quintessential three down guy who's kind of plug and play in the NFL. And then, I don't know, I think some teams might be a little scared to put him in Passport yeah. after what happened today. This so. is why you don't overreact to a couple practices. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll see what he does. Uh, yeah. On the flip side, Kenny McIntosh looked awesome in pass pro, other yeah. than one rep. Yeah, for the most part, which he, which he should. He, you know, he played in Georgia. Yeah. He played in the SEC. But he's a smaller guy, so you wouldn't assume. No, yeah. So, size-wise, yeah, he's not going to be. Those quick feet help him, though. Yeah. It allows him to yeah. mirror and stay in front of guys. He's not uncommon. He's not. It's not like he's not seen stuff like this, though. Yes. Yeah. This, this should be stuff that he is at least knows how to utilize his weight and what he can and can't do and, and at least put himself in position to be yeah. okay. Especially coming from a pro-style offense yes, in college, exactly. too. Yeah. You know, not a lot has changed for him. It would so. be – now, if he looked bad, that would be very, very bad because it means, you know, all right, when you can't do it here, you, you know, that's that's probably not good. You should be have a little bit more experience than some of these guys. Yeah. Um, Evan Hall didn't look as good as I would have liked in pass protection, especially considering – his passing work. He also had like a drop or two, which his passing work was something I thought he'd have a leg up on, on some of the guys here. Yeah. And it hasn't day one was pretty good. Uh, day two was not though. And and he's really going to need to shine in areas like that for him to yeah. be any kind of relevant fantasy option for a running back. And, and even like a major part of an offense one day. For sure. I'm getting nitpicky with Hall, but one thing I didn't like that I saw today was, like, I know he has potential to be a really good route runner as a running back. 
And you see it sometimes in, in practice with the reps, but there's other times where he's so indecisive. He he yeah. gets up to that option point and he chops his feet for it seems like an eternity. Yeah. It throws the timing off on the throw. The defender can usually start to read him like a book when that happens. He's not being decisive. He's not using leverage well. I'm, like I said, I'm being a little nitpicky, but I know he, he can be better than that. He's going to have to be yep. um, if he wants to get on the field early in the NFL. So Chase Brown probably had the best route of the day of the running backs on a yeah. wheel route. Just total, like yards between him and the, the Smoked the defender. Yeah. Ball went way over his head, though. So. Yeah. Too bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, cool. Any closing thoughts? Um, I want to mention, we. I, I don't even know if we talked about him yesterday, but what do you think of Xavier Hutchinson? I was, dude, I was just going to say, we need to talk about Hutch. Because he was a, probably one of the bigger names coming into this. Uh, definitely production-wise, one of the bigger yeah. names coming into this from Ohio, Iowa State, where he... You know, he was their guy. They used him. They, you know, he was used to getting 15 targets a game. Um, I was not impressed with the tape. I thought he was more a function of being force fed the ball than he was of earning all the work that he got. He's had pretty good two practices now, though. Yeah, I thought he looked really good today. And in fact, like, I was starting to develop this mindset of, hey, I think he might be just a, a bigger slot type receiver, kind of like a Tyler Boyd. Yep. Boyd's big for a slot. He's like 6'2 or something. Hutch is close to that. But, man, I, he's shown me a little speed this week, and, and the GPS confirms that. He's been the second fastest player here. Yeah. And they've been using him on the outside as the X. Yep. Like, and he's getting pressed, and he's getting off press. Yeah. Things I didn't really think he was super competent with. Uh, but his production speaks for itself. Man. He, he started for three years at Iowa State. Over 3,000 yards as a receiver and 15 total touchdowns. Like, um, he's Purdy's guy, too. Like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of good tape of him and Purdy. But. I would have, I would, you're not going to see it here because they don't tackle or anything. Uh, but like, a lot of, I've seen a lot of talk this week about how is he, what kind of yak ability he has. And I didn't, I didn't think I really saw a ton of it on tape. And I would have, I would love to see it. I've seen it here, but you're not going to see that kind of stuff here. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much catching and getting two hand touch. And, you know, that's the end of the play. Um, and he, I wouldn't say he's been getting a ton of separation necessarily, but he's making – he's putting himself in good positions to catch the ball when it's yeah. to him. Well, the nature in which the, they're lining him up as an X against a lot of press, he's not going to get a lot of separation unless it's a super deep route. So he's been using leverage really well, though. Yes. He's been walling guys off, using his body. Um, you know, things you just don't see, especially in the Big 12 a lot with yeah. a lot of the soft coverages they play, so – I was definitely impressed with that. Um, let's to wrap it up. Let's talk Dontavian Wicks. He didn't have any drops today. No, and he separated well yesterday. Today, he kind of separated well again today. Um, this has been a. I think I said it to you at the practice. All it seems like a lot of the guys we were worried about are playing not necessarily amazing, but playing better than expected. Yeah, like it, it's almost like it's almost going to get hard to say, you know, this guy was better than this guy, or we know this guy should be at the bottom. Even even uh, Grant Debut from Charlotte has made, had some good reps where he's getting separation. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the, you know, what we thought was bottom tier of receivers are playing pretty, playing pretty well and, and having, having some success in these one-on-one matchups. Yeah. Some of the causes like one-on-ones are impossible for defenders, yes. but. Yes. 
but no, it, it probably circles back to you know what you said earlier. Just no one's necessarily looking special. Yeah. So it's it's really creating this clumping group of all the receivers look fine or good with a couple standouts. Yeah, that's fair. All right, I think that covers it. Yep. We will be back either tomorrow or early Friday. Not sure yet because of our flight situation tomorrow. We will be attending practice tomorrow, but I don't know that we'll be able to actually record the podcast before we have to fly out. So if it doesn't come out tomorrow, we will have another pod for you Friday morning, um, kind of recapping our final thoughts from the three days of practice. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening to Take Talk. We will be back tomorrow. And I'm Brett Whitefield. This is my host, co-host Christopher Weck. We are out. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.